I'm Joe Stracci, and I better start writing this down. Episode 5. I didn't even ask to be born. I didn't even ask to be born. One. Since my daughter Luna was born in April of 2013, my wife and I have used the same voice to impersonate her. Now that Luna can talk, we don't use the voice as much, but for a while there, Luna held her own during conversations in our house. We held true to the constraints of the exercise. We rarely responded, in our voice, to what we had just made Luna say. One of my favorite lines of Luna speak was a specific phrase deployed whenever she was annoyed by something or pissed off, like her father, for no apparent reason although I remember it coming up most frequently during diaper changes. I didn't even ask to be born. It was funny to us. It felt appropriate. Even at six, seven, eight months old, it seemed to be exactly what she was thinking, even saying, at the moment. It was existential and bittersweet and painfully true. Precisely the kind of humor and sentiment that life holds in store for the daughter of a writer and a midwife. I bring this up because when you have a child, especially your first, everything you do suddenly takes on a new meaning. You ask yourself the same question over and over as each tiny fragment of your day, your personality, your life is exposed. Should this be part of the training regiment of a rookie human? Two. No matter what your viewpoint on life is, there's an essential question that every thought, if you pull the loose threads long enough, eventually leads back to why am I here? Why am I here? The reason for this is twofold. One. We can never actually, really, no matter what set of beliefs you do or don't subscribe to, be 100% totally sure about the answer. And two, because again, no matter the viewpoint, none of us asked for deliverance. As Luna pointed out on many occasions, none of us asked to be born. And while you can shrug that thought off, neither direction, too navel-gazy or too spiritually demeaning, I feel like it just might be the key that helps us to unlock some doors. When anything goes wrong, once you've stripped away the easy-to-peel layers of surprise and disgust and anger, you realize that the chewy center of the pain is that same thought. I didn't ask to be born. You can't help but reason. If I had not been born, I wouldn't have experienced the wrong in question. 
Of course, there's the other end of that continuum. When you experience joy, once you've again stripped away the layers, the surprise, the dopamine, you realize that what you found in the middle of the delight is an answer. Why was I born? Why was I born? Oh, oh, this is why. This is why. Oh, this is why. But what if there's something else? What if there's something in the middle that is more sustainable, even if it is harder to get your lasso around? The answer not to why you were born or what you were put here to do or how to achieve lasting, fulfilling happiness, but a reframing of the question that winds up delivering an answer so simple that it feels like it couldn't possibly be true. Because it's there. You've experienced it before. I'm sure of it. We all have. It's that feeling. You know the one. The one that you can't place, but you know it when it happens. You can't explain it without scrunching up your lips and curling your fingers and shaking your hands while searching for the words. And even then, nothing. I can remember that feeling. I've had it on a winter day, eating breakfast with my family, the sun shining in through the window. No place to rush to, nobody that needs us. The food tasted good, and the coffee was hot, and the water was cold. That's when you feel it. It hits you, and you can't anticipate it. You can't replicate it. It has nothing to do with the food, or the day, or the sun. You take a picture of it, and maybe, if you're lucky, it helps to bring you back in time later on, but it's never quite the same. Or maybe another time, listening to a song, legs shaking, head nodding, playing drums on your steering wheel, in sync with the cars on the road around you, a destination that needs no help finding, in no rush to get there. I'll pause for a minute. What did yours include? And you can exist on the dividends of that feeling for some time. You can draw from it, a well deep inside of yourself that you can find even if you can't see it. But eventually, it's gone and you have to wait for it to come back, if you even do anymore, substituting instead answers to questions that have none, either by way of religion, pessimism, or distraction. You know what I'm realizing? My life is just gonna go like that. This series of milestones, getting married, having kids, getting divorced, the time that we thought you were dyslexic when I taught you how to ride a bike. Getting divorced again, getting my master's degree, finally getting the job I wanted, sending Samantha off to college, sending you off to college. You know what's next, huh? It's my fucking funeral. Three. Finally, act three. There's the question that brings these two ideas together. 
how do you include the armchair philosophy of Act 2 into the training regimen for your rookie human of Act 1? And before I answer without actually answering, consider this passage from Charles D'Ambrosio's essay, Wailing Out West. What's left to say? I wish I had some children that were around going, Daddy, Daddy so I could provide a wise and partial answer, or at least pour a glass of milk for them. Who needs Pascal when I consider the short duration of my life swallowed up in the eternity before and after, the little space which I feel, and even can see, engulfed in the infinite immensity of spaces of which I am ignorant, and which know me not, I am frightened, and am astonished at being here rather than there. For there is no reason why here rather than there, why now rather than then, since even without a philosophical assist, my uselessness appalls me. How do you teach a child to prepare for something unknown, a feeling that will strike without warning and will take a different shape every time, a feeling that, when it washes over them, will have no name, no definable characteristics beyond the words we use to name the feeling itself, certainly nothing that can be reverse engineered, and worse, that the very thing that makes it special is the fact that you can experience it very often. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, you try and soften your rookie human up by allowing them a voice before they can speak. And you teach them, from the start, that there is humor and love and laughter to be drawn. And even more to the point, that that is precisely when it must be drawn from even the most dire of situations, such as a dirty diaper, a lack of milk, a need to sleep. And hopefully, as they grow, whatever other horrible occurrences that might stomp into their path. You teach them that no, they did not ask to be born, and that that's precisely what they share with every other person on this planet, no matter their country of origin, religion, or their favorite sports team. You teach them that the chaos of our mere existence, the absurdity of our being here, is the question and the answer. You are here because you cannot be any other place. And that means that you're free you teach them to rush headfirst towards the television static pain of life so that they stand a chance of meeting it on their own terms. And maybe, hopefully, you start by giving them a bumper sticker length credo, an existentialist clarion call that my daughter has come to know before she could even know. I didn't even ask to be born. For more 
information about I Better Start writing this down, visit ibetterstart.net. If you want to support the show, pledge a dollar or two at patreon.com forward slash ibetterstart. And thank you so much to my Patreon patrons. I'm running out of original ways to say thank you, so I'll just do it in a way that seems to work best. Thank you, really. I Better Start Writing This Down is sponsored by Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash I Better Start, you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial and help to support the show all at the same time. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from. One particular title I think IBSWTD listeners would enjoy is This Is Water, the original David Foster Wallace recording. It's the commencement address that Wallace gave at Kenyon College in 2005, a commencement address that has taken on a life of its own. It's one of my favorite sources of daily inspiration. To download This Is Water for free, go to audibletrial.com forward slash I better start. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash I better start to help support the show and in return receive a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. Of course, there's two new mementos for this month's episode. Memento number one is the essay collection Loitering by Charles D'Ambrosio. Memento number two is the Blue Yeti USB microphone. I can't stress enough just how outstanding of a book loitering is. And you know what else? The copy of the book that I link to has a decal edge, which I'm sure, like me, you think is the coolest. And since this is the first episode that I recorded with my new mic, which is also a Blue Yeti, I figured I'd recommend it in case any of you were looking to upgrade your microphone situation. Which you should, because you'll be helping to support I Better Start Writing This Down at the same time. Remember, to help support the show, you need to use the Memento URLs, which you can find on ibetterstart.net, as well as in this episode's show notes, if your podcast app supports that feature. I Better Start Writing This Down has a robust social media presence. Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, we're everywhere. All you need to remember, our username in all of those spaces, I Better Start. That's it. Hopefully, you wrote it down. Um, came to see you the other day. I didn't even ask to be born. Do it even a little slower, like enunciate it. 
I didn't even ask to be born. All right, not like you took a bong hit. Like you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I didn't even ask to be born. Louder. I didn't even ask to be born. Louder, like you're mad at life. I didn't even ask to be born. All right, now you're clipping. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to get any closer to the mic. <laughs> you're not speaking to someone who doesn't understand English. <laughs> I didn't even ask to be born. All right, I think you nailed it.